0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by us. Free trial, <laughs> Rotowire.com slash try. Uh, today is Friday, March 1st uh 2024 alex Berutha here with shannon McEwen and ken k train Kreitz.
2: all aboard
3: happy Great to have
1: these up. guys yeah happy to have these guys back uh after we dropped them to streaming in and sprecker last week uh you might see him uh later in march
2: again He had a higher game count that
1: week higher <laughs> higher per <laughs> yeah <laughs> <A> lot <laughs> lots going on there um let's jump into the news uh wimben Yama destroyed Chet Holmgren oh. in the Thunder versus Spurs matchup in San Antonio. Uh despite the Thunder being I think 11 point favorites on the road, uh Spurs get the win 132 to 118. Wemby continues to be insane. Uh 28 13 and 7 with five blocks and two steals. It is the third time this month that Wembenyama has had 25 10 and 5 with five blocks in a game. Only Kareem and Hakeem have done that. Shannon, would you take Victor Wembanyama number one overall next season? He's in the conversation.
3: He's been the number one ranked player over the past week, over the past month. He's been the number three ranked player in fantasy basketball. That's yeah, number three in 29 minutes per game. The only other player in the top 10 averaging less than 34 minutes per game is Chet Holmgren over that over that last past month. So I think Wemby is in the conversation already. Uh, you have to assume uh, as he matures and he's going to be afforded more minutes. And so if, if you've got just the same production we were, we're seeing this year in his rookie season over the past four weeks, you apply 32, 33, 34 minutes to that, and he's easily in that conversation for the number one overall pick.
2: Well, and the injuries that we expected, I, I certainly expected and I thought he'd be sitting a lot with the Spurs being awful, but he's at fifty-four games. So what does he miss? Like five or six total? I mean, we'll see what happens down the stretch, but he keeps playing too. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, he had that um he had that like ankle injury and then his minutes were limited. Um, you know, this is interesting. I was talking about this on the XM show with uh, Joe Bardo, who's who was filling in for Nick last night. Uh, first of all, Wembenyama is actually very quietly number two in defensive player of the year race on the odds behind Rudy Gobert. Uh, Wimbenyama before last night's game was minus 700 to win rookie of the year. That is down to minus 2000 after <laughs> last night's game, uh, with Chet Holmgren plus a thousand to win rookie of the year. So, yeah, um, six games by the way. Wemby's missed six games this year. Oh, but yeah. I'll
3: tell you this too over the past month. He's played more games than anyone else ranked in the top ten. He's played thirteen games. Anthony Davis, Luca, they're one and two over the past month on per game value, eleven games each. So, I mean, Wemby has been just a consistent stud, yeah, always out there. He,
1: That's- I mean, he 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 moves like he's, I, he's like seven six, but he moves like he's six six. I feel like Holmgren to me moves more awkwardly than Wembenyama in terms of like if you're talking injury risk. I actually feel like more worried about Holmgren. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get I want to get too deep in the weeds on this.
2: Spurs, nice of the Spurs to snap their five game skid. They've been on the road for 26 days. Was that the rodeo? Did they have the rodeo again? Isn't that always the oh, maybe? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's. Hey, you know, enough of the sunshine and positivity. Let's talk about <laughs> some god awful basketball in Washington. The Wizards have now lost 13 straight after losing in L.A. to the Lakers in overtime last night. They lost one thirty four one thirty one. Jordan Poole, 34 points off the bench. There's no Bernard King, though, I'll tell you that much. Uh, He has not started the last five games, but is averaging over 23 points in 31 minutes while shooting an unsavory 40% uh, from the field over that stretch. Lakers, they had to play AD 41 minutes and LeBron 39 minutes to beat the uh, Wizards. That is just bad. Guys. Is last night evidence that we don't need to take the Lakers seriously? Uh
1: well, here's here's what here's what the media will tell you, Ken. The Lakers wrong back to back. It's that simple. Uh, no, I look, I think that you have to take them seriously in the sense that um, you know, if you if you they are, what are they, ninth right now in the standings. They're gonna they're gonna be in the play-in. And they could they could rise up past the play-in, right? Could happen. Um half, they're two and a half
2: games from avoiding the play-in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I would take them over anybody right now that's in the play-in zone, like if they ended up in a play-in situation. Um and I still think I think I still think it would make OKC like if, if it was OKC LA first round, I would not feel like immense confidence that OKC would win that series. They should win it based on the record and everything else, right. but you still have to be worried about the experience and and playoff, especially playoff experience of LeBron James and Anthony Davis.
2: Fair enough. And good news for Shannon. Pistons no longer the worst record in the NBA. It is the Washington Wizards who've lost 13 in a row. Pistons moving on up their half game. With nine W's and only 49 losses over the Wizards, who have 50 losses.
1: Uh, anything anything specific you can attribute this to, Shannon? Just uh, it, It's definitely not due to Monty Williams.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's blame Jordan Poole. It's due to Jordan Poole. Yes. <laughs> Shannon, take us to some interesting news down in Atlanta.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, earth-shaking news coming Big out advantage. of Atlanta. The Hawks have waived 35-year-old Aussie veteran Patty Mills. Ah. Patty Cakes, 2014 NBA champ with San Antonio. He's played in 879 career games with the Trailblazers, Spurs, Nets, and Hawks. He was a vocal leader for Australia's national team, the Boomers. Scored 42 points in the 2020 bronze medal game versus Luka's Slo- Slovakian team to earn Australia their first Olympic basketball medal.
2: Bravo, Patty! We're gonna miss Patty. Bravo, okay. Patty! You know he's a bit of an iron horse. At one point, from from four seasons, 2015 to 2019, he only missed three games, and he had a back-to-back 82-game seasons.
1: I was, uh, I was trying to look up it's some uh, I, I a I, I
2: well, little minutes well,
3: this time of the season when these veterans get waived, and, and there'll be the news is like, yeah, the, this this veteran uh, agrees to a buyout. Uh, on this date, so he's still eligible to join a playoff team, which right. happened with uh, Mike Muscala, Pistons legend. Uh, the report from Lodge was right. Muscala will be eligible to uh, join, join a playoff contender. All those contenders racing. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, they're, they're racing to get Mike Muscala, who is 32, uh, could not carve out a role with the Washington Wizards <laughs> or the Detroit Pistons this year. I'm sure he's going to fit right in with a playoff contender.
2: Correct. I I,
3: oh, I, could
1: see, I could see Patty, you know, uh, just quietly signing with like Phoenix or something, you know, sure. they don't really have a point guard, but yes, your, your point is very, it's, it's for players who are not like Patty Mills and Patty Mills might not even play a single playoff minute if you get signed by one of these teams. So, um, yeah.
2: All uh, well, right. It's time for fan feedback. Uh, Alex, did you have a point you wanted to bring up? I'm sorry. I did not. All right. Fan feedback. Let's go. Uh, question from free key, which Mavs big has the most, uh, value rest of season. PJ Washington, Derek lively, Daniel Gafford or Maximilian Kleber
1: <laughs> Yeah, we should, uh, we should note about lively. I wrote, I wrote about him in my rookie update article the other day, um, You know, he he managed to play 20 minutes in back to back games, which is nice, but still has not seen more than 23 minutes since returning from his injury, basically since Gafford got there. And look, he's still producing blocks numbers, um, averaging two point six blocks over his past five games Uh, in terms of Gafford. I mean, they're essentially splitting minutes. Right. And then P.J. Washington sees Summit Center and Kleber sees Summit Center Gafford not playing that well. Um, it's a bad fantasy situation. It's a bad fantasy situation. So like Shannon, if you have one or both of these guys on your roster, Gafford or, or especially, uh, lively, are you, are you trying to find ways to drop these guys? Would you prefer to hang on to them?
3: Yeah. I mean, of those four players, lively and Washington are basically neck and neck over the past week in value. Lively on a per game basis has been the 84th ranked player and Washington's 89th. Um, Washington is my pick of those four players. He's the one I believe will have the most fancy value down the stretch. Uh, you know, we kind of saw this with his, his most recent game. He came out, scored, played 31 minutes, 23 points, six rebounds, three blocks, and five three pointers. He has not been shy about chucking up three pointers, um, since joining Dallas, uh, since, since joining the starting lineup with Dallas, which has been six games. Now he's averaging five, three point attempts per game, only hitting 30%. You know, what once he once that creeps up and he's shooting 35, 36% from downtown, which we saw um, so far this season, past couple years, he was in that range. You know, his his averages are only gonna improve. And, And it's encouraging to me that he's been, you know, of those four players also, he's the only one who's been playing over 30 minutes on a regular basis, all four games. Over the past or over the past eight days, he has played over 30 minutes. So it's PJ Washington for me. I've always loved his versatility. Um, and I am pretty sure we called it out on the show that I, I we believed he was going to have more value with Dallas it, than he did with Charlotte. And I, I, I think that holds, I do think he's a lock to be a top 100 player
2: for the rest of the season. Uh, specific question, probably for Alex. Being out for personal reasons, Alan Wiggins, Golden State Warriors, apply for IL eligibility on Yahoo.
1: I'm pretty sure it does not. Um, I don't believe it does. I so, think we will
2: on ESPN because we, we run that out. Uh, right? but
1: I, mean, just, I don't. I, don't I mean, I know. So I know for sure suspensions do not. If a player is suspended, they do not. They're not IR eligible. Hmm. I'm um, double checking right now. I d- I don't think it is for personal absences, but um,
2: I will. Well, well, Alex looks that up. Here's a basketball question for Shannon. Besides Schroeder and Bridges, who on the Nets will have the most value down the stretch? Uh, it is a train wreck there. I should add. We'll discuss this in waiver wire. Nets are also the only team with five games next week. Uh, so who do we like? Is Cam Johnson had a good night last night, but a terrible season. Is there anyone else we like? Claxton number has been going down. Uh, who do we like, Shannon, on the Nets uh, after yeah. and maybe Schroeder?
3: It, it is tough. You know, I, I am going to default to Claxton. He is still – he's starting every yep. game for them. You know, he is – he's topping 20, 20 minutes well over 20 minutes most nights you know it does it does vary 30 minutes 21 27 28 over the past four the production has been up and down over those four games as well uh but he still has enough upside with rebounds and blocks his field goal percentage is always going to be solid that he is the default number two option on that team i, I am not necessarily confident that schroeder is going to hold value for the remainder of the season. Cam Thomas and Ben Simmons both sat out last night, so you don't you don't don't jump to conclusions about Schroeder. He's had plenty of duds since joining the Nets too. And once once Cam Thomas or, or on games when Cam Thomas and Ben Simmons are available, Schroeder's not going to have uh, he's not going to go off for twenty three eight and seven like he did last night. So I'm not as confident in Schroeder having long term value. Yes, while Cam Thomas and Simmons are out. But when one of those two is healthy, Schroeder gets knocked down a couple levels.
1: Um, I'm like 95% sure he, Wiggins does qualify for IL on Yahoo. Will indeed um, qualify for Okay. Yes. But we, Rotowire does not control that. We control ESPNs. So. Gotcha. Uh,
2: All right. Sherman's very happy. All right, gentlemen, we now move on to the meaty money segment of the pod.
1: The waiver wire, uh, yeah, and this is how this works. If you've been here before, and if you haven't, we each have two regular waiver wire pickups, uh, players who are rostered in 50 or fewer of Yahoo leagues, and then one long shot each, 25 percent or fewer of Yahoo leagues. Uh, in terms of game count this week, uh, you just heard Shannon talking about it. Brooklyn has five games next week, the rest of the league is pretty normal. With four or three games, uh, I'm going to kick things off with Jalen Suggs, who I was surprised to see is only 49% rostered. His minutes are fluctuating uh, more compared to the start of the season. The stats have cooled down a bit, right? But over the past 14 games, still averaging 1.8 steals and half a block, um, averaging 11 and a half points a game with 2.3 threes, three assists, and three rebounds during the stretch as well. And the magic of four games next week. So even if, you know, Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony and Gary Harris and all these other guards they have kind of get mixed in and Suggs is only seeing 25 minutes a game, you get four games out of them. Uh, you might be able to get eight, nine steals from Suggs, which is very rare to find off the waiver wire.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
4: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your
5: podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: Well, first I'll say, fans, if you like our video, please hit the like and subscribe buttons below. I'm bringing back a free agent name we talk about over and over again for the woeful Chicago Bulls, Andre Drummond. He is a boomer bust, but they've been starting him against big lineups, and they're having success with him. Drummond's ranked 65th over the last seven days, 26 rebounds the other night. Chicago has four games next week. One of those fours will be a dud for Drummond, but I bet two of them are another crazy sick rebounding night. If you need a center, if you're worried about Nick Claxton play as of late, for instance, Andre Drummond uh, is a very viable option. They're starting Drummond and Vooch against big teams like Minnesota. Um, And look, why Drummond isn't in a Sixer uniform, why they didn't move him at the trade lines beyond me, but clearly they're going to play him, uh, and that's why they didn't deal him. So, old man Drummond, 47% rostered on Yahoo right now.
3: And not only getting starts against big teams, but also just in general. I mean, if Caruso sits, I believe they'll probably start Drummond in those scenarios as well and just go with the bigger lineup. Um, It kind of matched up. Caruso sat the most recent game against Cleveland, who has twin towers of their own. Uh, My first free agent suggestion of the week is Rui Hachimura. Rui. Rui has been crushing it for the Lakers. He's made 11 straight starts. He's averaging 16.9 points, 4.5 rebounds, 1.9 three-pointers, in 32 minutes per game over the past eight starts. He's only 28% rostered on Yahoo right now. I'm actually very surprised that it's that low, given it's been a few weeks now where he's been locked in the starting lineup. Seems like the Lakers are going to stick with that. Or, I, I don't know, maybe after last night's... Uh, game against Washington, they'll switch things up. But as long as Rui is in the starting lineup, uh, he gives you solid production, especially with points and, and some three pointers.
2: Angering all those people who burned fab budget on Rui uh, on Torian Prince.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I am going to go to another name that's frequently uh, on the waiver wire, uh, being picked up and dropped. Karis Levert, forty-one uh, percent rostered. Again, another guy whose stats, they're all up and down, like just, you know, roll a dice on his points and assists every night. But he is still Cleveland's sixth man, and his passing has actually been great. It's got to be close to a career high, actually, in terms of the assist rate lately. Um, In February, so the whole month of February, 6.2 assists per game. He's also giving you 10 points, five rebounds, and about one stock in 26 minutes. The efficiency, pretty bad. So if you are really efficiency sensitive and like an eight cat or something, maybe there are other options, but the Cavs have four games next week. So again, someone who might be able to get you 24, 25 assists in a given week in a cat league, that's pretty hard to turn down.
2: I never thought he would evolve to a viable backup point guard, but that's kind of what's happened. Hasn't hasn't it?
1: Yeah. His game, he continues to improve. I mean, he's a better passer than ever and a better defender than ever. You know, at some point I think they went to him and they're like, if you are not going to defend we don't really need you out there. We got other guys. We got a Coro. We got Struce. Like we don't have to play you. And I think, uh, I think he took that to heart. So he's been, he's been pretty good.
2: All right. Well, uh, my second pickup is, uh, stealing a name from Alex over the last few weeks, but Corey Kispert is lighting it up for those terrible wizards. He's only rostered in 29% of, of leagues. Look, Hey, this wizards team is awful. They have lost 13 straight and now have the worst record in the NBA, but Kispert He's one of the few Wizards who shoots and actually shoots well, efficiently. Last five games, he's averaged over 18 points, four dimes, 1.6 stocks, and 3.4 triples while shooting 48.5% from the field. That's a lot of threes with a positive field goal percentage. Washington has four games next week. That's probably four losses for the Wizards, but Kispert's going to keep shooting. Because really, who else should shoot on this team?
3: And that—I mean—that production's coming. Whether he's coming off the bench, he's yep. made one spot start when Advio was out. The—the uh, the thing that's impressed me most about Kisper is he's—he's he's dishing out assists. He's doing—he's averaging five and a half assists over the past two games, so he's doing more than just shooting.
2: Fundamentally sound. Came off the bench last night. It was an overtime game, but still got twenty-seven minutes off the bench.
3: Absolutely. Uh, my second. Waiver Wire suggestion of the week is Trey Mann, Guard, Charlotte, Hornets. Uh, 41% rostered. That seems low. Again, this is a guy who's made tons of starts. He he, he started eight games in a row for for the former Bobcats, averaging 11.9 <laughs> points, 5.5 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 1.8 steals, 1.8 threes in those eight starts. You know the efficiency is low, uh, which is kind of hold held down his overall value. Um, not just not just since joining Charlotte, but his efficiency has always been a problem. Low to mid free seventy uh, percent free throw shooter, uh, but he's great for points leagues. I mean, five point five rebounds from from a guard, point guard eligible player is very solid. And, and the big question here is when will Lamelo Ball
2: return? He assumed, ain't coming back, they're 11 games out of the play and they're not going to risk.
3: I do wonder, game. I do wonder that. And there, there's a, some, some uh, recent quotes from the Hornets coach that's kind of alluded to the fact that LaMelo, even though other reports have said that LaMelo has, you know, started restarted uh, basketball activities, everything else. The coach doesn't seem to think that LaMelo is coming back anytime soon, or he's alluding to that fact. So for me, as long as LaMelo is out, Trey Mann needs to be rostered quite a bit more heavily than he is right now. I, uh, I have. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Alex. I was going to say I have
1: that quote. By the way, I can read this off. Please. It's not it's not, it's not that long. Uh, it's from Steve uh, Clifford. Asked where Lamelo is health wise compared to a couple weeks ago. Quote: It's hard to tell. Look, he's doing the same stuff now that he was doing two weeks ago. I don't know that stuff. He does what they allow him to do. There's a lot of factors in that, obviously. Like today, he did a lot of shoot-around. He's been doing that for a while. He wants to be back. Again, he doesn't feel healthy enough and people aren't comfortable enough that he should play. I don't really know how to answer that. He does uh, shoot-around and things like that. He does his work. I know he wants to get back. There's just a lot of factors on that one.
2: (laughs) The Hornets are like turning into the G League affiliate for OKC. Didn't they just pick up... Pokushevsky in addition they to did. they Man for them now. Yeah. I can't wait
3: until we get to talk <laughs> oh about Poku. My God. Again. But Lamello, <laughs> this it's a big concern for Lamello. I mean, I worry, you know, after everything that happened with his brother Alonzo as well. Yep. It's yeah. It's like, you know, it, it's it's troubling. Um, I, I wish him health. He's a fantastic player and super fun to watch. But Trey Man, I was very surprised. He was he was available in multiple leagues of mine. Most of my leagues are deeper. Um I, I believe he should be rostered until Lomelo is actually back on the floor.
2: I'm glad with Trey Man you made that efficiency comment. In the notes, you you just wrote, F is low. And I was like, is Trey Mann having trouble
1: getting laid? <laughs> we're going to move off of that one. Uh, but we will stay in Charlotte. Uh, I am suggesting 11% rostered Cody Martin, uh, who has seen at least 28 minutes in eight of the past 10 games. Uh, which is great. I mean, part part of the reason you know he's fallen off the radar to an extent, uh, especially compared to his brother Caleb, who's in, in Miami, is that Cody's been hurt for a long time. And the fact that he's able to play this many minutes in a row, is fantastic. Uh, but during this stretch, he's actually putting up good numbers: 7.6 points, 5.1 rebounds, 4.8 assists, and 1.8 stocks. He actually had a 10 assist game the other night. He is only shooting 39% from the field, and Charlie has three games next week. So if he's not if you're not just streaming or if you're if you want someone to stream and you can't take a field goal percentage hit he's just not your guy. But if you're in a deeper league and it's a long-term thing whatever, just keep those things in mind. He can, he can, he's putting up good numbers. Um can you uh who do you have from Phoenix?
2: I don't know if this is my long shot or my boring pick of the week, but Royce O'Neal, 30-year-old, seems like he's 45. Uh, Royce O'Neill forward for the Phoenix Suns. Look, the Suns have no depth. Beals hurt yet again. Uh, he started the last two games. Uh, and uh, last five games, though, he's averaging 10 points, six and a half boards, almost four assists, 2.7 stocks. Gets a lot of steals. And 2.7 threes. Not particularly efficient. Uh, I will warn you, though, uh, Suns only have three games next week. Um, but... O'Neill could be seeing some monster minutes down the stretch for these sons who probably don't want to play their stars at the end of the season either.
1: O'Neal. Uh, what do you think uh, O'Neill's career high in points is?
2: Career high. I bet he's had hot from three and had like a 27 point game.
1: 27.
3: 20 27 was my guess. That was what popped in my head initially too. What it was is 20 extra? points.
2: 20.
1: Yeah. I but he, it uh,
2: it's
1: okay. <laughs> Yeah, he had a, he had that once in 2020-21. Uh, uh, but no, I mean, good point. Good points all around. Um, Ken, this is the perfect spot for him, right? Where he could fill in, do some stuff defensively. Um, yeah, good, good pickup for Royce O'Neal in deep leagues. Shannon, who is your final waiver wire suggestion?
3: Yeah, my long shot of the week is Taylor Hendricks forward for the Utah Jazz, 8% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, the rookie forward. Has made four straight starts for Utah. Uh, You have to assume he's going to be locked into that role rest of season. Over the past week, he's been a top 120 player. Uh, He's averaging 9.8 points, 6.8 rebounds in those four starts that he's made. Uh, And 2.4 stocks, blocks plus steals. And 2.1 threes per 36 on the season. I know Steals uh steals and blocks have been kind of where I, I thought he would make his kind of make his do as a fantasy potential fantasy impact player this year. Uh in college last year, he averaged 1.7 blocks and 0.9 steals. Uh he's got that extra length, athleticism. I think he can make an impact on the defensive end, hasn't really done it since joining the starting lineup. Uh, but i expect that'll start to show up in the box score soon.
1: Yeah, he's nice. he's been shooting a lot. He's been shooting a lot from the corners. Um so he should i mean it, it should bow well for his three point percentage. Um but he's kind of one of those bizarre players who it's like yes he's taking corner threes but one of his best skill sets is his offensive rebounding, so there's kind of a, a weird balance to strike there. But um he's been really good. He's been he's been um like relatively speaking, i think he is a great fantasy profile. Let's put it that way. Yes. The numbers oh. that he can put up will translate really well to fantasy.
2: They essentially gave Kelly Olinick away to clear up minutes for Hendricks, like they want him yeah. to play the rest of the season.
3: Yeah, and they and it's telling that they went with uh, Hendricks in the starting lineup over Kessler as well, because they easily could have mm-hmm. slid Collins down to the four, Markin into the three. Markin played a lot of minutes at three last season, um, but they went with Hendricks, so they obviously believe.
1: Okay, uh, I believe it is time for our Friday Daily Fantasy Picks. Uh, we will be referencing DraftKings' salary for the most part uh, in this segment. We have nine games today. Highest over-under, Wizards at Clippers is at 239 at Bet Rivers when I checked. Um, but there's a, there's a couple other uh, high over-unders as well. It's just the nature of the NBA these days. Um, sh- let's see. In terms of... Uh, actually, you know what, Ken, I want to rope you into the segment very quickly, Ooh, uh, before you get too deep into the comments, because we have Dallas at Boston. Yes. Um, you went to a Boston game the other night, Tuesday, actually Sixers in person.
2: Sixers, game. Sixers win. Fantastic. Yes. Bought a what really ugly see- Brzingis t-shirt.
1: What did, <laughs> what, did you, what did you see in person? And what have you seen from the Celtics lately?
2: Man, the C's just toyed with Philadelphia all game. They never really broke away. They were up like between 11 and, and eight for most of it they sixers got within two or four within like when it was like nine and a half minutes left. And then the Celtics scored 17 straight. They're really on cruise control, but from a DFS standpoint, you know, they don't need every star to contribute to do well. So it's kind of a crapshoot, whether Porzingis or, ha- uh, or white, or of course Brown or Tatum are going to go off. They have been feeding Porzingis, like that Philly game, when they're facing you know, they're facing a donut team, meaning a team that's got nothing in the middle. Um, but that is not the case tonight against the Mavs because uh, I think Lively is playing, uh, and they've got Gafford off the bench now. So I don't see this, even though it's a revenge game for Perzingis, I don't see this as a good night for Perzingis. I think it's going to be a more classic Tatum-Brown night. Um, uh, and, you know, Holiday and White, it's just a crapshoot when those guys uh, have numbers uh, off the crumbs from Brown and Tatum.
1: Yeah, I can see this as maybe like a, a three-pointer night for Prozingis. Maybe take the over on three-pointers in a player prop situation. But, yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's very good insight.
2: Draw lively out of the key. I like that on offense, right? Prozingus threes
1: makes sense. Mm-hmm. Shannon, what do you like on this slate? What's what's the first place you're going?
3: Yeah, I, I think the the first game that you have to look at on this slate is Portland-Memphis. It, it's It has a <laughs> very low... Very Do, we have, we, Do have we have to? We
5: have to look at it.
2: We have to. <laughs> Are they our new sponsor, the Memphis Grizzlies?
3: <laughs> I, I'm not suggesting you watch the game. Okay. <laughs> right. Thank you. We're not going that far, but and the 208 and a half over under is absolutely pathetic yeah. in the year 2024 for an NBA game. But th- there's just too much value to be had. We already have uh triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. It's been ruled out. Obviously, Bain. Mm-hmm. Bane's out still, Pippen's out, Rose, Martin Mar- Williams,
2: night, Mar- baby.
3: You know, Kennard Contrar both are looking doubtful. Uh GG Jackson is questionable. So you have you have Lamar Stevens, you have Trey Jemison. Jameson.
2: Yeah. You don't just have Lamar Stevens. You have Lamar Stevens at center. What it's, the?
3: Yes, yes. And he's actually been so I think Santi will, Santi will probably pay a little. Santi least. Aldama yeah. at power forward. Yeah. Our boy, Williams. Vince Williams. Zaire Williams. Zaire's been playing well. Zaire's been playing well lately They're, for them. Yeah. I mean, he right now in our optimizer, he's the top value play for for tonight's yeah. slate. I love Zaire. So, That's just the Memphis side. There's like four or five guys that I think are strong considerations at discounted prices to plug in your lineups just from the Memphis side. And then there's more of that. When you look at Portland, Brogdon Henderson sharp, all out Deandre Ayton's doubtful uh, with a hand injury. So you, Jeremy grant, and, and Simon's the two obvious plays, but Chris Murray, who has been, been receiving spot starts lately. He'll probably get another start at the shooting guard spot. Uh, Duop Reith, old favorite of the show or a new favorite from this season. At least, you know, he's been, he's been playing about 15 minutes off the bench regularly. He could see twice as many minutes with eight and out tonight. Uh, so there's just tons and tons of value options and you could take one or two or two or three from each side of that matchup and be able to plug in a lot of studs around them. You know, um, we've been, side note,
2: my, my barber, a lifelong Vermonter, huge Memphis Grizzlies fan, got my hair cut two days ago. We spent 15 minutes on Vince Williams. I'm sure the rest of the Vermont shop had absolutely no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh
1: man, um, yeah, you know you've been doing the show for too long. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not really a doo-wop-wreath guy. I'm actually more of a Moses Brown guy. Uh, <laughs> maybe come off the bench. He's questionable though, so oh, eh, you never man. know. That's true. Um, uh, Shannon, we also have the the Pistons uh, going up. They're at home going up against Cleveland. Cleveland's nine point favorites, but uh, Donovan Mitchell is questionable, so that could open up some stuff. Uh, Zia Stewart's been back for Detroit. Talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Is there anything you like from this game?
3: Now, Asar Asar Thompson is a little bit interesting. I, you know, in truth, I don't like the matchup for the Pistons. So I'm probably gonna stay away from it. Asar's at 5,500 on DraftKings. He's he's played 36 and 35 minutes in back-to-back games, which is certainly intriguing. Um, he, he's played three games against Cleveland this year, averaging only 17 minutes per but also 17 and a half fantasy points. So he's been a point per minute in those Cleveland games. Um, given his role now, his newly expanded role since the trade deadline, you'd have to expect that he sees more minutes tonight. So he he's pretty solid there. Um, Cade, my boy Cade, has been tearing it up, uh, averaging close to 50 fantasy points over the past four. You know, he does average in three contests against Cleveland this year, uh, 44.1 fantasy points. And oddly, he's only 7,900 on DraftKings. I do feel like that's pretty low for him. You know, especially he, he had a rough stretch right around the all-star break just before and just after where he had quite a few 30-point fantasy games. But he's top 50 in two of the past four, top 40 in all four of those. So I feel like you're getting at least a few hundred dollar discount with Cade. So 7,900, he is an option. Tonight
2: gentlemen, night. we're not we're not getting questions, so I'm gonna throw out a suggestion for you to think about. Wizards Clippers is at 239 over under. Wizards coming off, played last night and went overtime. Also, just absolutely terrible. Also, you got Paul George, maybe probably not playing for the Clippers. Is this the night to pay for Harden or Kawhi?
1: Uh, I mean, I just think you worry about the game getting out of hand and then Kawhi or Harden playing like 29 minutes. I think that's always the worry with these, uh, with these games that Blow are like blowout out fear. Yeah. I mean, I, I say this for games that are 10 point spreads, this is a 16 point spread. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, look, I actually, I mean, I'd be surprised if Paul George and Zubach played in this game, they're both right. questionable. What's the point, right? So you may actually be able to find value in this game um you know with some guys off the bench potentially like maybe this is i, I wouldn't go as far as to say like you should play a mere coffee necessarily but like you know da- daniel
2: tice breakout we've been right, waiting yeah. for
1: <laughs> you so just f- keep an f- eye on f- that game you know um <gasps> but no i mean i could see people avoiding that game for that reason so there's yeah. i think there's yeah. gpp stuff you know to talk about there but yeah, it's also going. it's it's
3: the uh it is the latest game uh, of the night it is not part of DraftKings main slate for tonight the the latest game for the main slate is the Sacramento Minnesota game also it is worth noting uh DraftKings NBA tonight is a non-late swap night so they're trying this they're nice. trying new non-late swap contests so their primary slate tonight is non-late late swap um in that scenario let's say for what let's say it that the Clippers game was part of it because of the blowout potential, I would probably avoid both sides of it um, without late slot being available. Um, Cause I do, I, I would be surprised if Zubac or Paul George play. Um, but it's a good question. I mean, I I, I feel very similar about Clippers Washington as I do about, um, yeah, some of these other lopsided games that we have on the slate. Yeah. It is, how close is the Milwaukee Chicago game going to be where, where the heck are they playing? Why is that a 10 PM Eastern game, Alex?
1: Uh, I actually don't know. It's possible. It's national TV. It is on ESPN. Yeah. Okay. So, We're very 10 weird. P.m. Eastern out of Chicago is, is a,
3: is a weird thing that you see very uh, mm. rarely, but there, you know, the Philly Charlotte game, for instance, another one that could be very lopsided. Um, yeah. You know, if that, that, that is the early game. So it doesn't apply, but it's just something to keep in mind with non late swap. You know, some of your decisions are going to have to be different.
1: I will say, you know, you mentioned Charlotte Philly, uh, could be lopsided. It could also not be lopsided because the 76ers have been terrible lately, like really bad. Um, it's almost like they, they're
3: missing their best player.
1: It was almost like they're missing, uh, their best player. But they, so since January 25th, they have fought four wins, four wins since January 25th. Um, so yes, they are a 11 and a half point favorite over the Hornets who played last night um, and lost to Milwaukee, but, you know, uh, it could be a little closer, I think, than people expect. Um Let's see. We only, I mean, at this point, we only have two games we didn't talk about. So let's let's just quickly hit those and then, <laughs> and then get out of here. Um, Golden State at Toronto. Uh, this is a 237 and a half over under. My goodness. Uh, Golden State's been cooking on offense. They just played last night in MSG, now going to Toronto. Um, we have Andrew Wiggins, who is technically questionable uh, for tonight's game, but seems more than likely that he will not play. Um. Yeah, I mean, any anything from this game or the indie game, which shockingly, I will say, no, nobody had the injury report for the Pelicans. Like, yeah, am I, I? I'm going. Am I going crazy? <laughs> uh, we also have Neesmith Smith uh, questionable for this game. So, from these two games, anything that you see.
2: Hey, doesn't Dyson Daniels count as injury for Pelicans?
1: He does, but you know, In- uh, McCollum, Ingram, and Zion have been yeah. <laughs> have been questionable uh, for like. It's two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah, I for I'll, I'll do
3: the the Golden State game first. Golden State of Toronto. You've got a couple of interesting values. Um, the AirPods is still starting. Pajemski is still starting at, at the shooting guard spot for Golden State with Wiggins out. Moses Moody has made back to back spot starts. He's played twenty three and twenty six minutes in those two games. Chris Paul also joined the rotation. Uh, rejoin the rotation around the same time. So, so Moody's not getting a, you know, a full compliment of around 30 minutes, uh, but he he'll, he's good for about 25 minutes and, and maybe 20 fantasy points. He's $4,000 uh, on DraftKings for tonight. Uh, Kaminga is, he's picked up a little bit. Uh, he's picked up his production a little bit with Wiggins out. He's coming off a nice 25, eight, two, two and two game. So he's an interesting option as well. Um, For Toronto, I'm going to go off the board. We're not going to highlight someone in their starting lineup. You guys know those names. But what about Grady Dick? Almost my long (laughs) shot suggestion of the week. Grady Dick, since the all-star break, or since the trade deadline actually, has been a regular in Toronto's rotation, routinely playing around 20 minutes, chucking up a bunch of threes. He had he had a 31 point fantasy outing, 31 fantasy points against Indiana on the 26th of February in 23 minutes. Uh, He's routinely reaching double figures and has a couple 30 point fantasy outings. Actually, Grady Dick, 3,700 could be a sneaky low ownership option from the Toronto side.
1: Yes, he could be. Um, let's see. Oh, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while, Ken. Uh, you had a couple of weeks to, to really fire up. What's the old man rant today?
2: Ah, Do we really need three tribute statues for Kobe Bryant? Three? Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time and owner of six championships, has one statue. Bill Russell, owner of 13 championships and the first black coach in NBA history, has one statue. But Kobe needs three. This is classic, overly dramatic Los Angeles. What's next? A Nick Van Axel blimp? Maybe a giant yeah. Paul Gasol transformer robot? That said, I did enjoy this quote from his wife, Vanessa Bryant, at the unveiling of the first statue. Vanessa said, quote, Kobe picked the pose you're about to see. So if anyone has issues with it, tough shit. (laughs) Three statues, though.
3: I support Nick the Quick statues
1: everywhere and anywhere in America. Man, Axel blimp. You're not really set. You're kind of doing the opposite of like making your point there. You're like, what? We need a nickname, Axel Blunt? Like, yeah, probably. We <laughs> actually should. should do more of that. Uh, okay. Mispronounced names. I think we have, I think we avoid it. I think you may have slipped uh, and called it Andrew Wiggins, Alan Wiggins. Alan Wiggins. It's uh, good to the beginning, But uh, that's that's bound to happen. Um, okay. Thank you, everybody, for joining us in the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by us. Free trial, slash try. Also, we would appreciate like on the video, a subscription to the RotoWire NBA YouTube page, uh, and just in general for you to to plead uh, pledge your allegiance to RotoWire. Um, <laughs> what's the end quote here, Ken? Uh, let's go to San Diego, uh, San Antonio, where
2: recently released veteran Patty Mills said, "Quote: Learn that you can stand up for who you are, stand up for your heritage, and be proud." End quote. Attention passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line.
5: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.